That is Minister Carlissa Donaldson. If we can all greet her with a loud and hearty amen and give her a great big old hand clap in Jesus' name as she brings the word of God. Give our God another hand praise, please. They've already said it could have been another way. And we want to give God glory and honor today because it could have been another way. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God. He is a loving God. He is omnipotent. He is omniscient. And we are God of praise. He's wonderful. He's glorious. He's awesome. You go to Crown Hill Cemetery, you don't see your blood out there because you're still in the land of the living. Give Jesus a praise. Give Jesus a praise. Don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. Do it for the test and the trials that he's brought you through. The test and the things that you thought you couldn't make it through. But God brought you here. God brought you here. God brought you here and whom the Son has set free he is free indeed we're thankful to be here tonight lifting up the name of Jesus because it could have been another way it really could have been another way but because of his faithfulness and because of his mercy and because of his grace we are here today to lift up the name of Jesus every time you go past one of those cemeteries and you know it, it is grieving there's people that's there but guess what we're still here in the land of the living to give God's name praise I was there yesterday and I saw somebody had a gravestone where they it was like 18 1899 1899 is when they were born and of course they passed on but it was like Lord that's a long time I don't know what it's like to live in the year of 1899 I'm only here in 2021 giving God praise glory and honor and we thank God we thank God because we know that God's people we have hope that when the trumpet sounds the dead in Christ shall rise first and then and we which are alive and remain we're gonna be called up to meet the Lord in the clouds and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And we have that comfort that we can be with the Lord. But now is our time of preparation. Now is our time to have our minds girded about and make sure that we're ready, be ye also ready. Because we want to hear the trumpet sound. We want to be ready. Isn't that something? The trumpet's going to sound and those dead in Christ are going to rise first and we're going to be called up together. Amen. That's a beautiful comfort that we have. Amen. In his word. Amen. Amen. So at this time, we want to give glory and honor to our pastor and the elders. We want to give glory and honor, of course, to my husband that's here. I thank God for the saints that have pressed their way out tonight. And we want to turn. So this time, we're going to stand for the word. We're going to stand. We're going to turn to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. And then we're going to go to Philippians 1 and 6. Jeremiah 29 and 11. And then we're going to go to Philippians 1 and 6. We thank God for you who are here on today. Do we have Jeremiah 29 and 11? I'm just going to read that one verse. 
Let's read together. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Amen. Let's read Philippians 1 and 6. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Philippians 1 and 6 says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you, Lord God, just for allowing us to be gathered together in your house on this evening. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, for how you watched over us and how you kept us all throughout the year of 2021. We thank you, Lord God, just for providing each and every one of our needs. Father, we pray, Lord God, that we will, uh, Lord God, just be humble, Father, to speak the word of God that you want us to speak, Lord God. We pray that our flesh will remain silent, O oh God, and that you alone will get the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. All right, we're going to, for our topic today, just going to get right into it. Got to go to Psalms, another scripture. Our subject today is God knows where you are. And the subtopic is he has a plan. He does have a plan. We don't, may not always understand what the plan of God is, but God does have a plan. Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. The Amplified Version says, for I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, said the Lord, plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and to give you a hope. And that's why Philippians 1 and 6 says, being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you. And you know, if God, God works on us all the time. And we, a lot of times we're like that. We're, we're, the, we're the clay on the potter's wheel. God has to, you know, the, 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 as the potter is turning the clay on the wheel, he's got to, sometimes he's got to use his fist and he's, and, he's, and he's got to mold it and make it. And sometimes we're going through our tests and our trials. It, it, it can be pretty, it, it can be very uncomfortable. And we're like, Lord, you know, this is really painful. Um, I'm going to need you to, I need you, I need a break. Could you please give me a break? I need a time out, God. But there's times of refreshing. There's times of strengthening and healing. God comes by, but yet he says we, we're going to have to stay on that wheel. And then after, then after the potter gets through done molding and making, and sometimes he has to take it apart and put it back together, then, of course, the potter has to put us in the fire. And it's not easy being in the fire. It's not easy being in the fire. But through the fire, we get a chance to know God. Through the fire, we get a chance to hear his voice clearly. Sometimes we're running around doing different things. We're not really able to hear God's voice like we need to. And there are times when God has to set us aside and he said, I, I, I got to talk to you for a minute. You're going to have to go through some things. We're like, Lord, I don't want to be by myself. You know, but he said, no, but, but there's a reason. But it's to give you a future and it's to give you a hope. Because that's, that's what God is all about. God is trying to take us somewhere, saints. We may understand where God is trying to take us, but God wants to elevate us, and he wants to promote us. He, want, he wants us to be like him. We are to be imitators of Jesus Christ. 
It's easy to imitate other people. And you know, we understand the Bible says iron sharpeneth iron, and there are things that we can learn from one another. But ultimately, we need to be like Jesus. We want, we want to imitate how he treats people. We want to imitate how he thinks. We want to imitate how he gives. And we want to imitate faith. The most important thing is faith in God. And we have to put all of our faith and all, I mean all of our confidence, has to be in Jesus. The preacher talked about a firm foundation. You cannot have a firm foundation if your faith is not in Jesus because the storms of life are going to come and then you're going to say, well, Lord, you know, and like he was saying sometime, you, you got your praise and you got your shout on and we thank God for that, but there's some of those tests and trials. You're like, Lord, I need, where is my shout at, Lord? Where is my praise at? Because you're saying, Lord, the, the test is fire is so hot, but he knows the way that we take. And when he have tried us, we shall come forth as gold because God want us to see, he, he want our reflection to be him. That's what's happening in our world today. We have our little children, even our little children, if you watch them, they know how to dance. All right. They know how to mimic. Sometimes you see them, sometimes you may be on YouTube or Facebook, and you're thinking, how do, how do those little children know how to dance like that? If they can dance some of the worldly dances, they need to know how to dance for Jesus. They're not too young to dance for Jesus. They don't have to imitate Beyonce. No, they don't have to imitate Beyonce. They can imitate Jesus. They can see Jesus through us and how we live and how we walk and how we talk. Yes, it may not be popular, but the rewards are so great. The rewards that we get in Jesus Christ are awesome. I want to read to you Psalms 139. Oh, Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. God knows what we think. And he knows what we're going to speak even before we think it and even before we speak it. That's how much he knows us. He told Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, he said, I already knew you. That's like God. He already knew us. He knew what he was going to get when we were born into this world. We weren't going to do everything just right, but yet he still loved us. He still had a plan for our life, a plan of salvation, a plan that we were to be just like him. And some people can testify and say, I was this before salvation, and I was that before salvation, but look at me now. Look at what God has done in my life now. And you may go around the old people, some, the people that you perhaps used to hang around with, and, you know, sometimes the change probably amazes them. But if God did it for you, he can do it for them too, if they want it. They've got to want Jesus. All we have to do is let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. But God knows where we are. He knows the season of our life. He knows some of us are caregivers. I never really, except for my children, I didn't really understand what it meant to be a caregiver. But then, of course, my father, he moved back to, he moved from California to Indianapolis, of course, where he was born and everything. And so we had to trade off doing caregiving responsibilities. But my brother, he did most of the caregiving. And so, but I didn't understand, I didn't understand what it meant to be a caregiver and the pressure and the stress that sometimes it can bring upon a person's body. But there are seasons and times when people are caregivers and there are times when God says that your season is over. And God knows where we're at. Sometimes you could be a stay-at-home mother. Maybe you were a working person, but now you have children and life has changed and now you're home and God knows where you're at. 
Sometimes you may have been in the workforce as a man, but now God has said, I want you to start your own company. And that's a challenge for you. But God knows where we're at. Sometimes there are things in our personal life, and we say, God, now I, I was used to the comfort zone over here, but now you flip the script, and I need to know what's going on. And sometimes all you're going to get is trust me. Trust me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. In all of your ways, we have to acknowledge him, and he will. He, not us, but God will direct our path and sometimes the road can be a little rocking it can be bumpy but we just have to keep our hand in the hand of our father he knows what we need he knows the very number of hairs on our head he knows our thoughts are far off it says thou compasses my path and my lying down and you are acquainted with all of my ways God knows all of our ways he knows he knows all of our ways when we get up and we when we get in the morning time he knows our routine and he knows the things that we like to do in the morning some people are coffee people God bless you I am not a coffee person uh, that's just not me, but that's okay if that's you. Some people, well, I like tea. Whatever you like, that's wonderful. But God knows our routine. We got to get up in the morning. Maybe we got to say our prayers, get our coffee, you know, get our day started. He knows all about that. God is faithful. Then he says here, for there is not a word in my tongue below, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. God knows he knows, he knows behind us. He's already got us covered from behind, and he's got us covered in front of us. So he's got us, so he, so he's got us hands, and he, he's, he's our protection coming and going. God is our protection coming and going. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. David said, this is, this is too wonderful for me, God. You're omniscient. You're omnipotent. And you are omnipresent. That is just so wonderful to me, God. It just blows my mind. But David wants to give God praise for being this wonderful, awesome God. It says, whether shall I go from thy spirit or whether shall I flee from thy presence? There's nowhere in this world that you can go and God not be there. There's nowhere in this world that you can go and say, Lord, here I am. And God knows where I'm at. You say, well, I'm going on vacation. Nobody going to see me. God sees you. You say, I'm going somewhere, I'm going to a cave. Some of us, we, we may like to venture out into caves because going into caves and seeing all the stalagmites and stalag all that stuff is beautiful. But even down there in a cave, God knows where you are. God knew where Daniel was. He was in, that, he was in the den of the lions. But God, and God sent the angels to shut the lion's mouth. And God protected his servant Daniel, gave him a testimony of what God will do. There's nothing that is too hard for our God. Why? Because God knows where we're at. The Bible says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this suffering, of this time cannot be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. The sufferings are things that we go through, the things that we have to face. But God knows. God is trying to get his, God wants to get the glory out of our life. He gets the glory out of our life when we don't have to give the last lick and the last look and the last word. He gets the glory out of our life when we don't always have to run our mouth or we know how to shut up. He gets the glory out of our life when we know how to be confidential. Confidentiality is so important. When people come to you and share with you different things that are important to them, confidentiality is so important to God. 
He knows the things that we go through. He knows the things that we face. Because God wants to bring fruit. He wants some fruit out of us, saints. We talked about the four conditions of the heart. Those conditions are so important. The one where I think the seed fell by the wayside, and I think the birds came and picked it up, and then there was some seed that fell on shallow ground. And, and you know, God had to let me know, you know, you might be the girl with the seed on the shallow ground. So God, is, you know, God, God knows how to deal with all of us, okay? The seed that, you know, it was among the thorns, and it got choked out, and then there was a seed when the seed fell on good ground. Like the preacher was saying today, you know, we got our shout on, our praise on. But then when things come against us, how are we going to stand? Are we going to stand? Are we going to, are we going to be somewhere crying and feeling sorry for ourselves? You know, we, we want, the scripture says on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Because God knows our end from our beginning. The Bible says better is the end of a thing. This is Ecclesiastes 7 and 8. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. When I go through my things, when I go through different things, I learn about patience. When I go through things, I learn about humility. But that patience is one like, oh, God, please help me. But he has to let me know, you need to be patient. Because sometimes I don't always want to be patient. I, I want to know now. I want, I, want, I want my help now. But God knows I need to be patient. And we go through different tests and trials. It helps us to be humble. It helps us to know God in a way that we have never known him before. David said here, if I ascend up into heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. There are some tests and some trials that we go through. Oh, my goodness, only God, only God can help us out. But David said, if I make my bed in hell, there are some things we say, Lord, please, if I had a shoulda, coulda, woulda. But even in those different, difficult situations, God is there. He's there. When we mess up, when we fall short, he's there. He'll, 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 he'll correct us. He'll chasten us. He'll let us know, I told you not to do that. I didn't. Just like little children on timeout or little kids that get a whooping, you try to tell them. I try to tell you. I tried to warn you, but you didn't want to listen. So then there's the consequences. And I'm reminded in Jeremiah 29, God's people, Israel, they had sinned. Judah had sinned. And God tried to let them know. He, tried, he let them know through the prophets you, there's going to be judgment coming. But they didn't want to listen. They didn't want to pay attention to what God was saying. And even, even in today, in the 20th century, God is continually sending prophets and continually sending preachers to let the people know that God, Jesus is still coming. Jesus is still coming. And sometimes people are not paying attention. They're doing what they want to do. They're having all this fun, but they're not really concerned about their soul. But what is our job? Our job as believers is to keep on telling them, to keep on praying for them, to keep on magnifying God in the midst of situations where people are having fun and entertainment and excitement. We can't afford to be a sleep church. We got to be awake. We got to be awake. We cannot afford to fall asleep. We've got to get up and we've got to pray. And we've got to intercede for our loved ones that are not saved. Intercede for our children on the school bus. All these different laws and things that they want to put into place. Where they want to have little boys be little girls. And little girls be little boys. And you a little girl, you're trying to go to the restroom. And you're looking at some big crazy scary man in the bathroom. All because he's confused and mixed up. Our children, we need to pray for our babies. It, it, it's, I, I said, Lord, I'm thankful. I can go into the bathroom when there's no men in here because I don't know when the laws are really going to change. I mean, even dressing rooms. I took my son to a dressing room 
years ago, we, you know, we, we, we were going to get some stuff, and I said, well, where's the dressing room at? You know, he was kind of young. I said, where's the dressing room at? Oh, it's over here. I'm looking at, well, I see girls. There were girls and boys in the dressing room. It was a unisex dressing room. I thought it was the weirdest, craziest thing, but I stayed in there with my kid. I, I said, no, I'm not leaving him, and there are, other, there are other parents in there, but it was just weird to me. All these different things that are changing and how as the saints we have to be awake praying and fasting and if God lead us we, we can go downtown and have marches and rallies because we need to fight for our children that's what the Bible that's what we have to do fight the good fight of faith it's not gonna always be easy but God said I'll never leave you nor will I forsake you and even in the crazy mixed-up world that we live in God knows what's going on he knows where we are that's why he has to tell us, wake up, get up, please, pray. Get up, get up, get up. I don't care if it's three, four, five. Get up, somebody, and call on the name of the Lord. Because the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe. If my people who are called by my name are going to humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I'm going to heal the land. We have got to intercede for the world, for America. We've got to intercede. Hallelujah. We, have, we are the intercessors that we have to pray. We've got to pray as never before. Amen. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Because the Lord, he will perfect that which concerneth me. God does have a plan, and God wants to perfect us. He wants us to be like him. Not like them. Not like they, but like him. If you be like Jesus, you can't go wrong. If you just focus on the Lord, you can't go wrong. There are times I thought I could do different things, and of course the Lord, you know, he lets me know in a nice way, stay in your own lane. Stay in your own lane. Because sometimes, you know, we want to be helpful and all that, but sometimes we have to stay in our own lane. It's, we're better off to stay in your own lane. Just pray for people and keep it moving. We got to save ourselves. From this untoward generation amen so while we're going through our tests and our trials god is the one that is perfecting us and the scripture says being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you he will perform it until the day of jesus christ long as we're living in this world god is always going to allow us the opportunity to be to be imitators of him to be perfected and to be like him perfection talks about maturity we want to be mature in Christ. We want to have a different outlook on life. We don't always want to be crying the blues when things don't go our way. We don't want to have a bad attitude when something, when somebody else was blessed and we didn't get blessed. We want, we want to rejoice with them that rejoice, amen. So when somebody else gets blessed, we want to say, well, why did God pick her and he didn't pick me and that's not fair and this, that, and the other. But God knows. He knows all about that. That's why he said we're going to stay on that potter's wheel a little bit longer and I'm just going to, I'm just going to get you together, all right? So Exodus, I want to read Exodus. Exodus chapter 3, 7 and 8. And God knows what we need, saints. He's not going to leave us there forever and ever on the potter's wheel. He knows, he knows what we stand in need of, amen. The scripture says in Exodus 3, 7 through 8, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people, which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. 
for I know their sorrow. See, God knows where we are. Sometimes we have times of sorrow, things that we go through in our personal life, but God knows our sorrows. He said, but I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, a large land of milk flowing with milk and honey. So when we go through our tests and our trials, God knows how to bring us out. He knows how to take us up to another level. There are some things that we desire for God to do, but, we, but we're going to go through some things. And as we go through, we know that God is going to be with us. Yep, yep. It's not always easy. Sometimes we may have an attitude. Sometimes we got to go in our prayer call and say, Lord, I got an attitude, and you're going to have to fix it. You're going to have to fix my heart so I can say yes. Even in the midst of storms and crisis of life, I still have to say yes to Jesus. We don't always want to say because we, we, don't, we don't always understand what God is doing in our life, why we have to go this way, everything was all smooth, and now everything is all rocky and looking crazy, but he knows the way that we take, and when he have tried us, when he shall come forth as gold. Romans chapter 8 says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. There are times we may not always know what to pray for. We get in our prayer clause and we can begin to speak in our heavenly language, because the Bible lets us know, but she be loved, building yourselves upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So while we're praying in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is making intercession for us. Sometimes there are things our loved ones are going through and adversities and tests and trials. We don't even know how to help our family members. When we go into our secret closet and begin to speak in our heavenly language, the Holy Ghost begins to fight on our behalf. The Holy Ghost makes intercession for us on our behalf. We begin to see things a lot clearer because God will give us revelation and knowledge. In our prayer closet, as we seek the Lord, he will give us understanding. He will give us revelation. He will give us knowledge so that we can be able to comprehend how to go through various tests and trials. But we get that because we're on our knees. We get that because we're making the sacrifice. I know there's Hulu and Netflix and uh, Apple TV and all those wonderful things. Oh, I know all of them. I know some about that. But guess what? The, the real prayer warriors... I heard Clifton Jones, he made a comment, it was like years ago, he kind of gave an example, five minutes of prayer and five hours of TV, it was like, he said, that's not going to work, and he let us know that that doesn't work, and I, that stood with me, okay, okay, he's right, we can't be praying for five minutes, and then we can watch television for so many hours, but yet when it's time to get down to pray and talk to God, you know, we just, we're too tired, we are so exhausted, Lord help me, I'll just, God bless me in Jesus' name and get me in the bed for the rest of the evening. But we have to make preparations. You have to make preparations for prayer. If you're going to be a prayer person, you got to make time to pray. It's not going to happen overnight. you got to make some sacrifices. The way we schedule our time, it's okay to schedule some time in for Jesus. It's okay to schedule some time in for, your, for you. you you're, doing the, you're praying because you want to get close to the Lord. You're not praying to impress people. You're not praying people can see how spiritual you are. Only God knows who's really saved. You, only God knows who's really spiritual. You need to pray for you and Jesus so that you can know the mind of Christ. 
You need to pray for yourself, pray for your family. So you need to get into your prayer clause and you need to talk to God for yourself. And while you're talking to God, if you listen, he will talk to you. And he will give you instruction and he'll tell you what it is that he needs you to do. But sometimes you, you, you can't be so quick to get up. Pray for me. Can't be so quick to get up. Lord, I thank you. You know, sometimes we do. We pray. We talk to God. But sometimes we just have to be quiet, sit in his presence, and just listen for his voice so that we can know. So we can know. Sometimes we have questions. But if we get to just this, if we get to know God and he, and, 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 and he reveals things to us, we will have our answers. Amen. Let's go on. It says here, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the othermost parts of the sea. Even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall uphold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. The darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. So there's nothing that we, nothing that we can do in darkness that God cannot see. And sometimes people think that they can kind of get over. No, you can't get over on God. You might get over on me, but you cannot get over on God. He, may, he, honey, he, he knows how to expose things and uncover things, open things up. Next thing you know, you, you people looking like, well, how did that happen? Somebody's praying for one thing. Somebody is praying because there's some things that goes on behind closed doors. You're saying, Lord, this has got to come to an end. But if the saints get together. And if we pray and be with one accord, God will do some miraculous things. Make me, Lord, to know my end. For the end of a thing is better than the beginning. God is so faithful unto us. Sometimes he gives us that, that glimpse. He says, you know, I got something for you, but I got to take you through some things. And so he shows us the end. It's like, oh, Lord, I just want to get there. I just want to get there. But it's like, not yet. It's not your time. It's not your season. You got to go through. You got to be prepared. Because there's some blessings that if God were to give us before time, we may not know how to handle them. So he says, no, I'm going to take you the way that I need to take you. And it's not always easy, but if we put our trust and confidence in God, he will reward us. If we stay faithful to him, God will bless us and he will bring us through. Then the Bible says, by this I know. See, we get a chance to know God in a way we've never known him before. He said, by this I know that thou favorest me because my enemy doth not triumph over me. When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies be turned back. This I know, for God is for me. And they that know their God shall be strong, and they shall do exploits. We want to get to know God for ourselves. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the latter part says, But the Spirit which is of God, it says here, let me read the whole thing. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. God got some free stuff for us, saints. He has given to us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. How do we get those things, saints? We got to be in the word. We want to be fasting. We want to be on our knees. We want to be talking to God. We, because God has given to us these things freely. We don't have to work for these things. The things that God has for us, they're free. We like free stuff, don't we? A lot of us like free stuff. Well, God got some stuff for us too. And it's, a lot of it's free. We just got to trust him. And we got to stay focused. We've got to stay focused. Because he which hath begun a good work in us, he will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. 
my scripture, I want to end on this scripture. I think we're going to, this is, but this is going to be our last scripture. And I'm going to probably repeat it again. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. So when the enemy comes against you like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. All we have to do, saints, is get in our word and fight the good fight of faith. And they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. God's looking for us to be what he want us to be. I know sometimes we got our own plan, but God wants us to be what he is calling for us to be. And that calls for humility. That calls for us to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. God has some things for us, saints. He knows the direction of our life. He knows where we are. He does. He really knows exactly where we are. We may not understand the road that we're traveling, the journey of life that we're on, but God does. And we have to trust in him. One more scripture. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways. Acknowledge him. And he will and he shall direct our path. No matter what it is. Just ask God, Lord, what do you think about this? I want to do this. I want to do that. But Lord, what do you think about this? God will direct you. He will instruct you. But you just have to ask him. I was at that service that Sister Sean Jones, Sister Shana was talking about the preacher, uh, preacher message, the audacity to ask. All we have to do, saints, is just ask God. He knows the road that we're traveling. Just ask him, Lord, what do you think about this? What do you say about this, God? He knows where we are. He knows what we stand in need of. But he just wants us to come to him. He wants us, our Heavenly Father. He already knows the things that we have need before we ask him. But he just wants us to ask him anyway. Lord, what do you think about this? What do you think about that, Lord? And he'll give you instruction, but you have to be willing to follow his instruction. And if you follow God's instruction, you will be successful. You will come out. You will come out with a reward because God is faithful. He is a faithful God. Amen. So God bless you on today, saints. We hope we said something to uplift you and encourage you that God knows where you are. And he has a good plan for your life. Just put your hand in the hand of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. At this time, it's time for an altar call. Go to